0: Welcome to the Mindful Fire Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a five star review on Apple Podcast. My dad will be so grateful. See you next time on the Mindful Fire Podcast. Welcome to the Mindful Fire Podcast, a show about crafting a life you love and making work optional using the tools of mindfulness envisioning and financial independence i'm your host adam cuello and i'm so glad you're here if you're looking to craft a life you love and make work optional i invite you to go to mindfulfire.org start to get a free journaling guide with the first three questions i recommend you ask yourself to find out what the questions are and get the free guide go to mindfulfire.org start On today's episode, I'm joined by my new friend, Jenny Wood. Jenny Wood is the founder of Google's Own Your Career program, which helps Google employees increase their impact and influence in their current role or land their next role. In just a few months, the program scaled from 153 students to over 23,000 students across 180 global offices, with 97% positive feedback. Jenny is also a Google executive, leading a large operational team that helps drive tens of billions of dollars in revenue per year. Jenny loves improv, tap dancing, hiking, and flying airplanes as a private pilot. She lives in Boulder, Colorado with her husband and two children. Today, in part one of my conversation with Jenny Wood, she shares why it's so important to own your career. As you know, the Mindful Fire podcast is all about crafting a life you love by living intentionally on the path to financial independence and beyond. Since we spend so much of our time working, the career we choose is critical in building a life we love. Jenny shares her thoughts on what own your career actually means, and she shares a bunch of her favorite tips on how you can actually do that in the areas of job searching, networking, thought leadership, and a lot more. Jenny shares her thoughts on why it's so important to take an active role in your life and not allow life to happen to you, but as she says, take the bull by the horns and direct your life in the direction you want it to go. I really enjoyed this conversation with Jenny and I learned so much that I'm going to apply to my own career and even to my mindset about my career as I pursue financial independence. As always, you can find the full show notes for today's episode, including any books, links, or resources mentioned in the episode at mindfulfire.org 76. Let's jump into today's episode. Jenny, welcome to the Mindful Fire podcast. I'm so glad to have you here.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I'm really looking forward to the conversation.
0: So I'd love to have you start by sharing with the audience a little bit about who you are, your journey, and what you're up to these days.
1: Absolutely. I'm Jenny. I am a mom and a wife. I am a pilot. I'm a tap dancer. I'm a musical theater lover. I'm an avid daily hiker. But all of that is for fun. But as far as my career goes, I've been at Google for 15 years, and I lead one of our technical teams within our global business organization, leading a team of Googlers who are helping our advertising sellers be more successful using our products. And at Google, I also have a side hustle, founding and leading a program called Own Your Career. And the goal of Own Your Career is to help fellow Google employees increase their impact and influence in their current role, and or land their next job at Google. And it's grown really fast. We had just 153 Google employees using it in March of 2021. Fast forward just about nine months, we now have 23,000 people using it, which we are so proud of. It's just a couple of volunteers doing the program along with me. And we received 97% positive feedback on the program. And folks who go through the program report an increase in confidence. So love what I do at home. Love what I do at Google for my day job and really love this side hustle too.
0: Jenny, that is awesome. I'd love to hear that impact. I've seen the resources that you've put together in the the training materials and it's really well done. And I also love the idea of what I call the -the on-the-job-side hustle. As listeners will remember, I have my own on-the-job-side hustle, which is all things related to the mindfulness community at Google. And so I think it's really important to have those areas of interest in alignment with your values and and purpose, dare I say, that can help when the day-to-day stuff might not be the most exciting every single day to have those other areas of passion and purpose that bring life to the role and create impact outside of the core role.
1: Absolutely. Googlers often ask me, like, how do I find the role that is the perfect fit for me, that speaks to my passion? And I challenge them on that because I firmly believe that at Google, because we have this ability to have a side hustle, we actually have a formalized program around it. It's called a 20% project. And we've had that since the company started over 20 years ago, I think Gmail came out of that. You have to fact check me on that. But this has always been expected to be part of your whole story that makes up your Google experience. So I challenge people when they say, "Like, how do I find that perfect job that is the perfect fit for me across all dimensions? I say back to them, is it possible that you have your day-to-day job and maybe that's not exactly your area of passion or your 100% area of alignment? But you can always create something that does round out your Google experience. So I do happen to feel very fortunate to have my day to day job. But yeah, there are times where that's gonna feel more mundane. But my whole Google experience is my day to day job plus the Own Your Career program. And that makes me feel like such a fulfilled employee overall.
0: Absolutely. That makes a ton of sense. So, Jenny, one thing you said before we started recording is that owning your career is about not letting life happen to you. But as you said just before, taking the bull by the horns and really directing your life in the way that you want to go. Do you have any tips for helping people to think about where they want their career to go so that they can then know what steps they should take to start moving that direction?
1: This is a big one. So where do you want your career to go? This is a question I get often, and I encourage people to think about three things. One, are you happy? Are you happy? Are you happy doing what you're doing? Do you like this kind of work? And if you don't, move on to something different. If you're stuck in a role where you're in spreadsheets every day, but you want to be creating slides or just talking to customers, think about that pivot. Number two, follow growth. This was advice that somebody gave to me, one of our executives at Google, Mary Hammershock. And she said she was given advice to follow growth. And that could be Growth of an industry. That could be growth where we're hiring more at Google. That could be growth where we're investing more in other resources. And that is always a place that you want to think about moving toward. And then finally, goals. What are your goals? And they're different for everybody. Feel it's important to. Think not just about your goals at work, but also your goals outside of work, where you are in your personal life. If you just moved to a new city, if you are in a new relationship, if you've just had a child, these are all things that can help influence where you want to go in your career. But if I had to just pick one of these, do what makes you happy because we spend too much time at our jobs to not be happy, right? The average career is over 40 years. And so you want to make sure that if you're spending all those hours and all that heart share and mind share working on something, you want it to be something that makes you happy. And everything else will follow. I, I see people you know, chasing the promotion or chasing the next job and asking me for advice on how do I know what's right for me next. Do the next best thing. You don't have to have the 20-year plan laid out. I never have. I've always fallen into my next best thing or my next thing has been a result of a reorg we can talk about reorgs and how to thrive in reorgs. Those are pretty common at Google and at other companies too. But I firmly believe that you don't need the 20-year plan, doing the next best thing, the thing that makes you happy, the thing that most makes you want to get out of bed and skip to the office in the morning. That is where you will likely find the most fulfillment. You'll do your best and that will naturally lead to career progression because it will be a good natural fit for you.
0: I'm curious as to your thoughts, Jenny, on what is the role of our career in building a life? And what does owning your career really mean to you?
1: Wow, such a great question. You're asking about you know what role does your career play in building a life and building the paths of financial independence? And what does owning my career mean to me? They are so related. I mean, we don't have to stretch far on this one because your career is how you make your money and your money is how you get to financial independence. And getting down to real brass tacks and practical application. Own your career. There's three things, first of all. It's a 60-minute training, which talks about my favorite tips on how to own your career. It is a set of four one-sheeters. So four, think of them as like PDFs where we have maybe 10 to 15 tips on a specific topic across that one-sheeter. And then number three, it's a biweekly email tip. So it's a newsletter where you get one tip every other week. The four cheaters we have right now are job search tips, number one, Number two, stakeholder management tips. Number three, networking tips, including mentorship and sponsorship. And number four, email tips for influence. So a lot around communication. And if you really get down to it, I think people use the Own Your Career program to find their next job, to have career advancement, to get that promotion, to get that performance score that they want. Adam, all these things are tied to more money. More money is tied to financial independence. And this is, let's not kid ourselves, a big driver for people. So whether people care a lot about money or they care a little bit about money, people care about money. And it's how you pay your mortgage. It's how you send your kids to college. It's how you go out to the four-star restaurant, not the three-star restaurant. So this is highly correlated with that. And you also ask, what does it mean to own your career? Owning your career, to me, means that you are going to take life by the horns, And that you are going to ask for what you want and that you are going to, when you set up time with your manager's manager, you're going to send them an agenda ahead of time to say, this is what I want to cover. And this is why the time is valuable so that they don't move it to three weeks later or they don't cancel it. Owning your career means that when you apply for a job, you send the hiring manager a note ahead of time, highlighting three bullets in a short and concise fashion about why you're awesome for the job. It's amazing how many people don't do this. And right now I'm building a team. So I'm really observing how people handle you know, application processes. And there are certain ways you can stand out from others. And to me, this all falls into owning your career. Some of these are day-to-day things and other things are actions you would take only when you're looking for your next role. But a lot of what is an your career is about the small things you do day-to-day, how you show up for your manager, how you show up for your manager's peers, how you show up for your own peers, your customers that can really make a big difference when it comes to getting your next job, which hopefully is an advancement, more money, more financial independence.
0: So Jenny, as you said, owning your career really helps you pursue financial independence because our career is not only a huge part of our life, but it's how we make money, which leads us to financial independence. And you mentioned you share a lot of practical advice and tips with the own your career offering. What are some of those tips? I'm really curious as to what some of those tips are.
1: Sure, absolutely. This is what I'm so proud about with the Own Your Career program, Adam, because we really do strive to be practical, tactical, actionable, not theoretical. Mind you, I'm not in any kind of people operations organization or any kind of HR organization at Google. I'm just in the business, by the business, for the business. So these are just real day to day things that can help you increase your influence and impact in your current role and or land your next role. So Theoretical career advice to me, the opposite of what we do would be something like network, be in the right place at the right time, work hard, right? So I take it like 14 levels deeper and say, what does this look like day to day? So here are some examples of the tips we share in the Own Your Career program. And by the way, this is not just internally at Google. I share a lot of these on LinkedIn and I write for Entrepreneur Magazine and share a lot of these ideas there as well. So a couple examples, meet your manager's manager twice a year. You'd be shocked at how many people are not doing this. I did a poll on LinkedIn, as unscientific as this is, we had several hundred people answer and over 40% said they have never met their manager's manager. Meet your boss's boss. They matter for your promotion. They matter for your career trajectory. Another one, cut 60% of text in that email you wrote today. Get it down to the bare bones. Cut 60% of the text in your email. Another one with respect to influencing through email, try writing in bullets and not prose or paragraph try bolding the first couple of words in that bullet to really draw your reader's eye to what matters most. Another one, when you're interviewing for roles, know your three superpowers. Mine are people leadership, stakeholder management, and strategy and insights. Have those ready to roll off your tongue in any informal coffee chat or of course for an interview, but you never know when that person you set up time with might be your next hiring manager, even if you just were having a casual lunch with them. There's another one with respect to interviewing. I love this one. Notice the eye flick to the corner of your computer when you're in an interview with someone. That means the interviewer is checking the time. That means maybe you've gotten a little bit long-winded on your answer time to wrap it up. So a lot of things along the lines of those, they are very much these micro moments or these small actions you can use starting like 45 minutes from now, but they make a Big difference over the long haul. And they're the kinds of things that maybe people don't talk about in when managers aren't necessarily talking about each individual item here when we're having conversations around setting scores, which of course matter for your compensation, which matter for your financial independence. These aren't the things that explicitly come out all the time when managers are deciding who's getting promoted or who's getting the next job in that open role they have that they need to fill. But on the aggregate, on the whole, these are the things that make you a rock star employee day to day. Of course, this is assuming you're good at your core job, table stakes. These are the things that are so important around communication, around stakeholder management, around networking, around having people advocate for you, around being very clear in your messaging, around knowing yourself, knowing your personal brand, knowing who you are, and being confident in what you can bring to the table. So those are some examples of the type of tips we share.
0: Yeah, those are really important and very helpful. I like how you make the tips actionable regardless of role. It doesn't matter if you're an engineer. It doesn't matter if you're a salesperson or a massage therapist. It doesn't matter. It's, these things can be applied regardless of what your day-to-day work looks like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is about navigating politics. I've never been scared of politics. Politics exists at every company. So if this helps you navigate some of the politics or if this helps you feel we're comfortable reframing politics to relationships or stakeholder management or building a network that can help you thrive at Google and you can help them in return, that is something really important to pay attention to because the reality is people are telling us that the politics exists and that it can be quite stressful and frustrating.
0: Okay, Jenny. So you mentioned that, Letting your happiness and the question, am I happy, guide your career. And so how do you know when it's time to change roles?
1: Great questions. I actually have a little acronym on this one. How do you know when it's time to change roles, Adam? Or I like to say, how do you know when it's time to flip roles? Flip stands for F-L-I-P, fun, learning, impact, that's business impact, and personal. So, am I having fun? Am I excited about the challenges we have? Am I showing up at each team meeting? raising my hand with new ideas? Or am I rolling my eyes when somebody comes off mute to speak saying, oh, we tried that four quarters ago. It's never going to work, right? A little bit cynical. That's not fun. I know what fun feels like in my body and that doesn't feel fun in that meeting. L, am I learning new things? And I don't just mean incremental learning, step function learning, like real big incremental steps in my learning. And by the way, I don't just mean learning about a product learning about yourself too. So I just went through this experience. I just started a new role 10 days ago and I had been in my old role for almost three years. And I thought I was still learning, but it was like real small learning day to day. It wasn't big learning. And when I think about the personal learning, I realize now that I'm in this new job, how much I am making massive learning, you know, leaps and bounds every day. One example is I used to struggle with decision making and being quick about decision making. And now I'm finding myself being much, much faster. And I realize in this new role is giving me an opportunity to be faster in that decision making. Who are we going to hire? Who are we going to pass on? How should I set up the structure of the team? These things are much faster now for me. And that used to be a real development area for me. So I realized I'm learning not just about new products and new systems and a new team. I'm learning about myself in this new role and how I've grown professionally and my ability to make decisions faster. So that was L learning. I impact the business impact. I think I was making some business impact in my past role recently, but not nearly as much as I was making two and a half years ago when I started on that team and had new goals that we defined and new processes and structures and built a new C suite for our leadership team. Like that was real impact. And I think it had, frankly, tapered off if I'm being honest with myself. And then finally, the P stands for personal. What is going on in my personal life? And this can be two things. It can be Do I need to change cities because my fiance is in Ann Arbor and I'm in New York and that happened to me at the time in a previous life at Google or personal could also mean is this job so stressful that I'm staying up at night worried about it or am I so unhappy in this role that I am not even showing up for my friends or am I so overworked that I don't have time to go to dinner with my boyfriend. Whatever your case is in your own individual situation, all those things fall into personal. And that is okay to consider when you're thinking about, do you stay in a role or do you go? So again, that's how do you know when it's time to flip roles? F-L-I-P, fun, learning, impact, personal.
0: Yeah, that's definitely helpful to remember in flipping roles. I feel I'll speak for personal experience here. I might fail the flip test. Mm -hmm. I might fail the flip test in some ways. So let's switch gears now into what I call the mindful fire final four. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. So, Jenny, the first question is, what's the future look like for Own Your Career? You've built this internally. It's had incredible success over the last 10 months. Where is it going? Is it going to stay internal? Are you looking at bringing this offering more external? What's your vision for Own Your Career?
1: Oh, such an exciting vision, Adam. I would not be surprised if we increase our user base by 50% over the next year and have, right now we have 23,000 users. I wouldn't be surprised if we have closer to 35 or 40,000 users soon. I'm thinking about different formats people can use to consume the content. I'm envisioning little two minute video clips where I share tips on the top 10 or 20 questions that get asked to me about careers in these big forums. We have tons and tons of data around what matters to people about their careers and where they get stuck. So we can use this data to develop content around what is top of mind for people. That's all on the internal side. And externally, I just think that the sky is the limit here because everybody cares about their advancement. People care about money. People want to get promoted, right? People have this as like a day to day goal sometimes. So the external stuff is what really excites me. And I know we have an opportunity to be a thought leader in this space because people look to Google for everything. Look at the pandemic. March 10th or 11th, 2020, Google went to work from home for four weeks, and then the next day, all these companies went to work from home for four weeks. So if you think about how much Google influences and Google Thought Leader influences on so many different dimensions, product, process, people, I know there's a real role we can play here on helping others in the tech industry and beyond own their careers too. So I assume that we'll have a keynote blog post coming out. That's Google's official external blog post. I think that we could partner with the New York Times or other publications on what it means to own your career and what Googlers are doing about this. Just like the New York Times has published stories on how Google derives successful teams. They've published stories on what it means to be a great manager at Google. Those two projects were called Project Aristotle and Project Oxygen, respectively, So, there really is a hunger outside in the external community around what all this stuff means and how we can apply Google's excellence and learnings to the broader world i see little you know short videos coming out that are accessible to everybody that also share our tips and tricks that are actionable and practical of course i'll keep posting on linkedin i'll keep writing articles for entrepreneur magazine and if anybody else you know is interested in having me write for your publication please let me know or if you're interested in having me on your podcast or as a keynote those are also things that i am doing so there are a lot of ways we can help others and inspire others out there together to increase their confidence and to help people increase their impact and influence in their current role and or land their next role.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think there's such an opportunity there. And I think the way you've thought about it from the beginning with the branding and the actionable tips. So the second question is, what piece of advice would you give to someone early on their path to financial independence?
1: Max out your 401k always. It's free money. You're leaving it on the table if you don't, because your company is probably going to match. And the earlier you start saving, the faster you're going to see that money grow and compound.
0: Absolutely. Simple, but effective. Actionable advice. Max out your 401k. That match is part of your salary. And if you are not putting the money in your 401k, you're just leaving it on the table. So the third question is, what piece of advice would you give to someone getting started with meditation and or mindfulness?
1: Start small. If you're not doing any meditation now, don't give yourself the goal of meditating for 60 minutes, seven days a week. Start with two minutes, one day a week.
0: Yep. I, I, I totally agree with that. Meditation is not about how much you do it each time. It's about the fact that you actually do it consistently. And so that's great advice to start small. And the final question, Jenny, is how can people connect with you online and follow your work?
1: LinkedIn is the best place for this, so you can connect with me there. My name is Jenny Wood. That's Jenny Wood. And I share lots of great tips there, whether you're early in your career. Later on in your career, you work for a startup, you work for a massive company, you are a student thinking about how to start this in the future. I also share the articles I write for Entrepreneur Magazine through LinkedIn, so that's the best place to stay connected with me.
0: Perfect. And I will include a link to your LinkedIn in the show notes so that people can access that very easily. Jenny, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been really awesome to get to know you, to hear about your work. And I took away a ton of tips that I'm going to put in my own life as I continue to navigate my career. It's been a wonderful conversation.
1: The pleasure is mine, Adam. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're doing great work. These are things that people think about every day, financial independence. I love that you have a passion for that. Mindfulness, it is just I think, at the root of of happiness for all humankind. And I am really, truly grateful and honored to be part of the conversation today because you're doing things that are so important. So thank you for your time and your great questions. And thank you for having me here.
0: My pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me on today's episode of the Mindful Fire podcast. I hope you enjoyed part one of my conversation with Jenny Wood, the founder of Google's Own Your Career program. In two weeks, I'll release part two of my conversation with Jenny Wood, In that conversation, we'll explore my career and how I'm thinking about it. To receive that episode, just hit follow wherever you're listening to this. As Jenny mentioned, you can connect with her on LinkedIn to learn more about the work she's done, the tips she shared, and receive any of the new career tips that she sends out. If you enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to please hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this. This just lets the platforms know you're getting value from the episodes and you want to be here when I produce additional content. As a reminder, you can find the full show notes for today's episode at mindfulfire.org 76. If you're looking to craft a life you love and make work optional, I invite you to go to mindfulfire.org start to get a free journaling guide with the first three questions I recommend you ask yourself to find out what the questions are and get the free guide, go to mindfulfire.org/start. Thanks again and I'll catch you next time on the Mindful Fire podcast.